Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Alright, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. Kevin and Chuck. So today we're going to talk about what should the government do to help prepare for any of these coming disasters. Um, I'm talking about economic collapse. I'm talking about an EMP. Basically, I'm talking about food ain't getting to your house through trucks and grocery stores. So now you got a problem. What can they do to help prepare and prevent that? Now, we actually, it was funny, I just got an email from a listener, Ryan, who had sent us a message and uh, was talking about, you know, what happens when, like, things related to the government shutdown, um, you know, food stamps aren't going out on time. He was saying, you know, maybe in, in March when the funding for this stuff, you know, comes around and... And stuff like that, things might not, you know, play out. Now, it's kind of seems like a long shot, but that's basically the kind of, you know, upset. Because all of a sudden, when all the people in the grocery store, you know, their EBT card doesn't work, all of a sudden, oh my God, let me tip over carts and throw mm-hmm. a cart through the window out front or, you know, whatever. And, and then if you ain't giving it to me, I'm just going to take it. Yep. You know, that kind of shit. So definitely that could turn ugly quick. I mean, if you stop funding EBT or or those government programs, you got to like wean it off. If that Mm -hmm. stuff, you know, happens cold turkey, even if you cut their money in half Mm -hmm. or if you're like, oh, you can't buy ding-dongs anymore. You just get, you know, bread and I don't know, rice and freaking beans. Well, especially, you know, a lot of the, a lot of people, not, I don't want to say most of, but a lot of those those people that were receiving those, those people, benefits. Those people, Kevin. You know those who, people. You know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Asians. <laughs> 
I'm not joking because I have an Asian friend. <laughs> oh, if you know somebody. I have an Asian friend who would sell her EBT stuff. You know, her her uh, food stamps her and whatnot. earned benefit. Her Thank earned, you. Yeah, okay. Excuse me. All right. She would uh she would sell them for so she could buy buy booze, mm. and when you got a serious alcoholic like that man, watch you know, out! Watch out! No, I knew an Asian who would sell stuff to buy booze, but it was different. The different what situation. She was selling. Huh? Yeah, it okay. wasn't. It wasn't EBT. <laughs> right, not to get too uh, far off a topic. <laughs> okay, just checking. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, some suggestions of. You know, steps that the government might take to kind of help avoid catastrophe. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Kevin, you had some insight maybe at the federal level? Anything? Yeah, well, you know, I think a lot of the problem is that, um, you know, the United States spends a lot of money, uh, you know, defending yes. um, and preparing, defending uh, infrastructure and preparing but you know a lot of the uh things that they're defending against like terrorist bombings and and you know water water poisoning and and stuff like that and that's all real threats making but it's sure really that just, veterans don't rise up against them it, yeah it's really just uh you or know or you providing. might carry a sharp pen onto the plane and mm. Get past scissors. the TSA guys. Scissors you're trying to get on with scissors I see what you did with that toenail clipper Yep yep, yep. And I actually had to get on a plane uh, this last week, and it was horrific. Yeah? No body cavity searches Thank this time. Thank God. My last experience, <laughs> my last three or four were pretty good. Yeah. TSA were like, yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah. They seemed like they gave zero shits, though, because none of them were getting paid. So that, that was probably why it wasn't too bad. That, that's it. <laughs> I'm not searching that hairy guy's cavities for nothing. Nope. Cash on the barrel head for that, right? That's right. But, you know, a lot of the things that, you know, they haven't done a whole lot to uh, protect the uh, the electrical grid no. from EMP stuff, solar flares. Now, Trump actually said he was going to start implementing yeah, some of that. Yeah, he did say and We haven't that. heard any follow-up on that at all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes he just says things. He says a lot of things. It's been my experience where he's like, ah, oh, yeah, that. You know, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, okay. And- yep. And, you know, a lot of the other stuff that I would be concerned about is that I think they're, they're working on, but I don't know how capable they are is, is, um, like, uh, cyber espionage when it comes to, uh, utilities. Yes. You know? Uh, one of the things I see a lot of, uh, especially in New York city when they have, you know, power outages and stuff, they don't seem like they have a very good evacuation plan. No, no. You know, there's, there's, a few bridges and tunnels going on and on and off that island. Lincoln Tunnel. And maybe it, you're hiking on the two layers of the George Washington mm-hmm. Bridge. Yeah. It's not going to be good. Sketchy at best. Sketchy at best. Um, but I think, you know, there's a lot that our government could do that they're not doing. I feel like they're spending, they're misallocating funds, in my opinion, on some of this nonsense. Okay. And, uh, you know, maybe, right. maybe so we should talk one to of our... The, one of the things... Um, is uh, you know they the grocery stores they get resupplied you know they right. on time delivery I think they mm-hmm. call it right right got to keep that so, produce fresh you know got to keep it fresh so everything's like three days so you know they say oh if you know if the refineries got shut down or the power grid you know so when I say the power grid 
goes down, then, all right, we have no gas to run the trucks, you know, because your gas stations aren't even pumping, right? Right. You have generators for a little bit, Mm -hmm. but, and they're a gas station. Maybe they can keep it going with a generator. I don't know. But bottom line, that infrastructure gets shut down quick. One of the things I was kind of thinking about is trains. Right. Um, Having an organized and established plan to keep the trains going Mm -hmm. and have them able to get out to people and really, you know, reach out to everybody could be huge. And especially in an EMP. So imagine cars stop on the highway. Everything's at a standstill. You got all the roads blocked and whatever. It's going to be a logistics nightmare to get 18 wheelers to bring supplies to people. Really? Now, again, you could set up like dump trucks with snow plows and having them clear the road, but then you have ambushes and different things. Mm-hmm. A lot of dangers go along with that. Right. And there's a lot of logistic problems. So I was thinking if we maybe hardened some train, you know, systems kind of set up. Some extra, you know, maybe 20 of the locomotive, you know, engines were, you know, hardened. It can't cost that much in the scheme of things of what we spend on everything. Right. What would that take? And that could be huge on getting supplies because you're probably not robbing a train. You might rob it when it gets where it's going. Right. But you don't have to really worry about it along the road, you know. Um. I mean, I guess you can pull up tracks. I, I've seen that play out. Yeah. But it kind of ends badly when they pull up tracks. Um, So there's things like that that I think the federal government could do. Um, Also, I think like ready.gov maybe needs to step it up. Uh, when you hear those commercials, they're like, oh, everybody should have a two or three day supply. Of food and water in case there's an emergency. Well, what if they stepped it up to telling everybody you should have a two-week supply? What if, you know, during like a State of the Union, the president was like, you know, as Americans, we're proud, you know, uh, self-reliant people. And, you know, we built this country on self-reliance and being able to take care of ourselves and with all the different disasters and hurricanes and floods and different things that can happen, you know, I'd really like to encourage every American family to, you know, have a two-week supply of food in their house to just be ready for whatever comes and be able to help out your neighbors if there's a need or be able to take care of your own. You know, would something like that maybe inspire people a little bit? You know, if the president says it, then... Everybody hears about it, regardless of you the, know? whether it's a good idea or a bad idea. Yeah, But, I, I mean, obviously, I'd like them to say a month, mm-hmm. two months, have six months of food. Right. Then America would really be cool. But, you know, I, I don't know. To me, that seems like something that could really make a difference. I mean, everybody's so desperate, you know, like in two days. Oh, my God. Right. You know, it's the end We're of the world. We're all dying. We're all dying. We don't have any water. Yep. We just had the snowstorm and the stores were like, look, we're going to freaking um, run out of uh, we're going to have snow and you're not going to be able to go to the store for two days, two days. Mm-hmm. That That's and that's like worst case. Right. You could probably go tomorrow, but it might be two days. 
my wife works at a uh, you know convenience store kind of place, and uh, they ran out of gas at the pumps like by nine in the morning the day before. Mm-hmm. And of course, because the snowstorms come and they shut down delivery trucks uh-huh. on the throughway, because they were like, "Oh, can't have uh, tanker trucks out on the throughway." Right. But her, uh, they got a delivery the night before. Really. And ran out at nine o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And she yeah. said. People were in there buying four gallons of milk, and she's like, "What are you doing?" Right, you know that's that's not going to be that's not going to be your problem. You know, I mean, I know at my house, it's going to take at least four weeks to go through four gallons of milk, mm-hmm. and I just I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I did. I have store, to say, you know? I did do a little bit of emergency shopping. Oh, the night before, I uh, went and got a bottle of Jameson and some beer. Uh-huh. So. Uh huh. I was I was, was fully... there a big line at yeah. the liquor store. No, actually, everybody. I think everybody was at the grocery store. Uh, <laughs> you nailed it. I, I had that one uh, on lock. Um, next thing, like I, I mean, I don't know. That's kind of all I really was thinking about for the federal. I feel like when you're at a crisis, the federal government is so far removed. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I mean, you know, we could talk about FEMA maybe staging things. I know they have a lot of stuff out in like Florida and Ready and. And whatever generators, that kind of thing. But well, this is uh, I got a quote here from from Brock Long, Tell us. who's uh, the administrator of FEMA. Brock Long sounds like a porn name. I'm not sure what his. Does he previous... have one of those like awesome mustaches? I I don't know. I didn't see a picture of him. All but right. It said if you're waiting, he said if you're waiting for FEMA to run your commodities, that's the wrong solution. What he's saying is basically. When it comes to, you know, uh, getting things back online, that's your problem, mm. not FEMA's problem. Not FEMA's. Mm-hmm. They don't do infrastructure. No. All right. No, and I don't think they uh, they help you implement your plans. They do do camps in blue tents, though. That's and, right. And like chili lines. Ham and cheese sandwich. Ham and cheese sandwich. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. So, you know, I mean, we could talk about, like, staging a little bit more um, money and resources. But I I feel like your efforts, you know, we really shouldn't be turning to the government. Obviously, as preppers, we like to think of more of the self-reliant. Well, this is more of a socialist episode. We're kind of talking talking more about the people around us. I'm just saying if the government's pissing away stuff, Mm -hmm. this is what they should be doing. Yeah. Because, you know, everybody has lots of opinions of... You guys should take care of me or you should do whatever, but nobody fucking ever offers solutions. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to do a solution episode for right, you. Right, right. So we're talking about right the along. old folks home and the hospitals and, you know. You know, look out for those. So next, let's move down to like the community level. Mm-hmm. I, I know we're kind of skipping the states and whatever, but in New York, really, is Cuomo going to do anything for us? I mean, come if on. it doesn't make him any money, he's not going to do anything. Cuomo for just, you. you know, he might pat himself on the back. Uh huh. Um, I I know you guys are all seeing our boy Chuck Schumer out there represents. Yes. Oh, he makes you know? me so angry every time I see him. <laughs> I want to punch him in the face. They always the ongoing joke uh, before uh, his recent uh, success in power was. There's never like a uh, car accident or wherever where Chuck Schumer doesn't show up to be like, you know, this traffic light, this isn't <laughs> right. And and now I guess he does it at the, the bigger level. Yeah, here. he's such a fucking clown. Oh, he's a jackass. 
But anyway, moving right along, speaking well of our government. So another thing that we could talk about, like more at the community level, is like police stations could have like a Faraday cage. Mm -hmm. And you guys have heard our Faraday cage episode. I mean, it could be a trash can. Right. It doesn't need to be, you know. Yeah, it really doesn't you, you need to be anything complex. You could spend ten grand and make a fancy room. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm assuming you already have a room. Spend ten grand, we could make it into a Faraday cage. Mm-hmm. Send me an email. I'll talk you in how to do it. Yep. But you know, whatever, no big deal. So you could do that, and or you could even just have a garbage can. But bottom line, if police stations had. Like, yeah, I mean, radios. Radios. Like, I was thinking a bunch of handheld radios. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can buy those sets for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, handheld radios, throw a couple laptops in there, maybe some GPS, mm-hmm. um, you know, and some bigger maybe ham radio stuff. Right. I mean, what would that, that would be nothing in your, you know, municipal budget. Right. And honestly. And money they should be spending anyway. Even as a prepper. Maybe if you got the extra funds, maybe you donate that to your local police. Mm-hmm. I mean, them sticking around and having a plan. And I think, honestly, having a plan in place is going to be a big part of success or not. And I don't mean like they actually have to do anything. I mean, if a disaster happens and stuff goes bad and people, they won need to have like a plan for how the schedule is going to work at, you know, people taking shifts or coming in, or maybe you can't get to work anymore. You know, everybody lives 20 miles away, 30 miles away. Well, you have an EMP and all the cars don't work. Mm-hmm. All right. Maybe you can't get to work anymore, but what if we look at a quick map and say, gee, I have 10 guys work at the sheriff's station and they all live here, 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 and here. What if, if anything ever happens, you guys each become responsible for your little area? Right. And But if this is discussed beforehand, you know, you could really make a big difference. And this is like a simple conversation. Mm-hmm. This isn't, you know, and radios would be huge. I mean, you know, if you're the only guys that got right. them, I mean, radios multiply your manpower effectiveness so many times it's unbelievable um that's why i always preach you know for your homestead if you don't make a little you know emp cage faraday cage for to throw some radios in you're just shooting yourself in the foot because you know having one guy stand on watch and you know everybody else have a radio at the other end Mm -hmm. where he can say hey i got a problem here and you can all man up you know, instead you need 10 guys out at the gate all the time. Right. Because you got to be ready for whatever hits you. So, you know, just something to think about that or maybe invest in a big bell. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, hey, you know, teach his own, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but little steps, I think, that would barely affect a budget could make a huge difference. Instead, we spend bullshit on like bullying programs and Billboards with kids going through mom's fucking purse trying to get the fucking handgun. Oh, that handgun. Uh, the handgun. Uh, no, I keep seeing it. Mom's always leading, leaving her know, fucking Prescription drugs handgun. kill more people than handguns, but... Damn those billboards. Mm-hmm. Um, Just a thought. Next thing, 
local police department could have a plan to uh, like secure the local pharmacies, the local grocery store. You know, oh, if something goes bad. That makes a lot of sense. We need to, uh, you know, know, because it's going to happen in the first day. Right. And you guys are going to be thinking about things, you know, three, four days. All right. What do we do? Things are starting to get out of hand and a problem. Mm -hmm. It's already too late. Right. They've already thrown the chair through the window of the grocery store and things are ending badly. Whereas if you can say, hey, you know, but I also think having a plan to deputize. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, another huge point that I want to make is one, I I know nobody wants to give any extra power out and nobody likes to trust anybody and I mean, I hear about places like L.A. where they don't even want their law enforcement guys carrying their gun off duty because, mm-hmm. God forbid, you'd just go out of control. So they like to keep law enforcement as, as the tight-knit community. Mm-hmm. But if you had volunteer sheriffs or volunteer whatever that met for training once a month and did a three-hour thing— and just list them as your auxiliary, whatever. Right. You give them a little sticker that maybe they'll get out of a speeding ticket one day or something. Mm-hmm. And they show up for training for once a month. And depending how big your town is, you have 10 auxiliary guys, 20 auxiliary right. guys, 30 auxiliary guys, whatever, mm-hmm. that you can call And it could be, even be basic stuff like traffic control. No, yeah, and, exactly. You know, things that things that, you know... You don't even have to, you know, right. it's not no, like forming a I'm hanging I'm not saying posse. you're issuing them guns. Right. I'm not, none of Maybe that. Maybe issue nunchucks. Nunchucks? But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Or, um, butterfly knives. Yes. <laughs> nice, right? Uh-huh. Um, but that's the thing. Like, if you had an auxiliary, you know, whatever, with a little bit of training, they don't need guns. They don't need bulletproof vests. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool if you were like, hey, you know, you should get a concealed carry and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at least have a shotgun, whatever. Yeah. Then when the day comes, you know, hey, if something happens, Johnny, I want you and whatever to work out a shift because you live right over by that pharmacy. Mm-hmm. I want you to go secure it and make sure crackheads don't go over and rob it blind. Right. Because guess what? If you had a big disaster... And all of a sudden your, you know, CVS or whatever is looted for all that stuff. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it's huge for your community survival. Mm-hmm. I don't care about CVS losing their money and whatever. I don't really give a crap. But it's huge for your community survival. Being able to secure things quickly. I mean, to me, that seems like an obvious step that I would want to take. And I would also... If you're not taking that step or maybe even in addition to that step, I would look at your, you know, how I mentioned uh, you maybe have your sheriff guys in the different areas in the community, maybe give them the authority. If you're unable to get in touch with whatever, then you're authorized to deputize however you see fit. Right. You know, and you start implementing stuff. Now, when you do stuff like this, you can also kind of skate around the whole martial law thing. And if you have a decent sheriff who cares about his community, then, you know, having your good, you know, maybe checked out beforehand guys Mm -hmm. that you planned out, all of a sudden deputizing them when things start turning to shit, having extra guns. Because, I don't know, I watch these riots and things unfold. Things get out of hand 
fast. Yeah, it happens quick. And there is not enough police to handle when everybody turns crazy. Mm -hmm. And having a plan in place to be able to say, all right, these 20 guys we trust. Right. And instead we get all these cops in New Orleans or whatever when Katrina happens. Oh, nobody should have a gun because we don't know who's good and bad and we can't trust anybody. Right. And we're all scared for our lives. So you should all be defenseless. Yeah. Because they don't know anybody in the community. And there's no connection. Right. But that's something I would like to see, you know, where you guys could really reach out, do some kind of vetting and, you know, really kind of work together. And like I said, you know, your local sheriff guy, you can't tell me he doesn't know five guys. And if you gave him the authority, look, until you can reach command, Mm -hmm. then, you know, kind of do what you see fit. To handle business. Right. And obviously you can say, you know what? Everybody's still accountable for what they do. Murder is still murder. Mm-hmm. You you know, whatever. That That's not a problem. But the idea is, I'm not saying everybody should turn into vigilantes. I'm saying if you have some kind of organized structure. Have a resource of competent people. Then you could, you know, kind of implement things a little bit better. Just saying, that's a little something you guys you know, could make the difference. And another thing, my next step would be um, maybe double the gas reserves. Um, One, by having a second gas tank at your, you know, police station or whatever, you know, in addition to whatever municipal resource they use. uh, Usually uh, public works has... has, Whatever, and the cop cars fill up there or whatever. Mm. I mean, I always see like stadies and stuff around here using the regular gas pumps but i know a lot of towns have their own and i would say what would it take to double you know have a second tank Mm -hmm. and with that you know you could buy gas when it's cheaper you could kind of plan things out which is going to kind of almost pay for itself in the long run Mm -hmm. um so to me that seemed like a good that's not even really an extra cost you know if it's Um, being used Another thing municipalities could look at is authorizing uh, non-ethanol fuels. Mm-hmm. Um, non-ethanol gas lasts a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just a bullshit tax to throw money to the corn people. But, uh, you know, whatever. That's something you may want to look into. Right. Just throwing a bone there. Um, municipalities having solar. Yeah, that's There's, a big one. I, when it when it comes to power and power failures, that's really the leading cause of de- death and in, in disasters. Yeah. You um, know, people's heat goes out. You know, in the middle of winter, people. You know, one of the major things is, um, you know, having a uh, an emergency notification system. It's great. You know, they have they run you know alerts on TV. Um, they run stuff on the radio but if everybody's power is out they're not getting any of those notifications no nobody knows that there's a flash flood or there's a you know tornado coming if it's already knocked the power out we've had some of those situations uh here where uh, ice storms knocked out the power and then uh nobody has any idea about you know the tornado coming right or whatever anything else anything else happening yeah and uh i think that's uh you know I, I, you know, most of you guys should have have a, you know, hand crank radio. They're not expensive, but that's you. That's not the entire community. Right. No, exactly. Um, Next thing, and 
So with that, I mean, you guys know how I feel about the government taking our money and then offering grants so they can manipulate us into doing whatever they want. Right. You know, oh, you know, if you make everybody's speed limit 55 miles an hour, then we'll give you money. Right. If you teach this in school, we'll give you money that we already took away from you. Right. Right. I don't like that. You know I'm not cool with that, so don't turn on me. But I'm just saying there's a shit ton of municipal grants or grants that people can get from the federal government right. for municipalities to throw solar on there. Yeah, that's a big one they're pushing right now. They're pushing this stuff hard. And if you could talk your community into saying, hey, you know, we have these town hall building, the library, the whatever, the police station. Yeah. Whatever your local shelter going, is, a lot of them is, you know, a lot of the local shelters are the town hall right. and are these these buildings. You know, having power there, um, you know, you have a lot of people that are coming into these places when they have power outages and things like that because they, you know, their AC doesn't work and it's 120 degrees out. Right. You know, it's situations like that. Well, if the power is out at the town hall, they probably have a generator. They're probably run on gas. You got two days. Right. And then, I mean, we could talk about, you know, you could look into um, stepping up with the Faraday cage, having, you know, extra inverters and stuff for the solar panels to ensure that they go through an EMP. Mm -hmm. But, you know, maybe an EMP isn't what takes us out. And having solar panels is huge. And guess what? Those solar panels still have value. Even if you do have your inverters blown out, there's still ways you can implement that to, you know, get things in there. Um, Another thought that I had was how cool would it be if we started putting a, a hand pump well in all the municipal parks? That's a great idea. I you know, hadn't even thought or of that. Or behind like the police station or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, have these things as like a local fixture. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it doesn't cost much. No. Um, a lot of them can be very shallow. And the stuff they do, it, I mean, you know, you, you've heard me talk about doing like well points, how you can drive in. I mean, you could have your public works do moat guys do most little hand wells. Mm-hmm. And I know everybody gets uptight while the testing and it's got to be, you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. whatever. You know, do what you want. Yeah. But I'm just saying do, something like that could be huge, a huge resource. If everybody could go get clean water, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? How big of a difference that would make? Right. Because, um, you know, guess what? All your little streams and creeks and whatever. If you live in any kind of crowded area, it's turning this shit fast. Right. Once the power goes out, you you have about three days. Unless it's a flood, then you have zero days. You're yeah. flushing the toilet. It's going directly into the water. Um, there's no, you know, there's a, there's a, uh, uh, a bypass that when shit like that goes on, it it just goes past the the wastewater plants and goes into your into your streams and rivers. Yeah, it's poop. That's poop and toilet and paper and tampons and all the nasty stuff. Used condoms, they're all floating in the stream. Why does it always have to come down to used condoms? I don't know. It's it's awful though. But it always does. They're there. Um, so yeah, I mean, hand pump wells, just throwing them everywhere you can, is huge. That would mm-hmm. make such a difference, and these things would be such low cost, right? In the scheme of things, mm-hmm. and I know it's kind of coming from a crazy place, but. You know, any of you on uh, town boards and influencers and different things or 
you have the year of the right guy. I'm just saying any of these ideas might not be a bad one. Right. Now, I've got like a five-point plan here. Now, some of these stuff we've already talked about. All right. We can just go over them them quickly. Uh, Partnering with with local emergency groups, food banks, uh, prepping groups, that sort of stuff. When you have an emergency, having the resources and the contacts to get a hold of these groups makes a big difference. It does. Um, and, And you can... Do that sort of stuff and at the same time work on community education and individual safety. Nice. Um, interacting with the local community is is real big. That's uh, you know, basically identifying the problem areas. And I don't mean problem areas by like uh where the gangs hang out. I mean problem areas like uh retirement homes, like um handicapped living facilities, um the preschool you know, schools, schools in general. You know, um, have it have a open meeting uh, for the community as far as preparedness goes. You know what I mean? Just having ideas, just mm-hmm. having people offer ideas, opinions. Um, and you then know, you can use that to create a, a community plan. You know, a lot of local sheriffs, like uh, you know, offer uh, classes mm-hmm. on preparedness, self-reliance, that kind of thing. Right. Um, that's a big thing in our community. I don't know. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know what other people are doing. And maybe if you're the fire department, you put one up. Maybe you talk to your fire department and they'll let you offer a class. You know, mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the people <clears throat> that are listening to this podcast, I mean, I'm blown away by some of the preps that some of the guys have showed me that they've got. Yeah. Yeah, a lot together. of guys. A lot of the guys that listen to the listen to this podcast really are uh, really are pros when it comes to that. I love going to the Facebook page because there's all sorts of of great ideas and crazy people out there doing really neat stuff. There's a lot of great ideas, and the thing is, like, you know, you're like, well, yeah, I have mine, and and I don't want to tip my hand, but the more prepared the people around you are, the one they're going to become allies instead of threats. Right. That's a, that's a good point. That's something to definitely consider. We all talk about, you know, having security and arming yourself. But, you know, if you can minimize that threat, if all the people As around you general in the community rule, are, I try and, are prepared. I try and have an AR-15 for every person in my community is what I'm working yeah, towards. We're working towards that? Yeah. All right. I like and, that. And I like and the a way thousand rounds each. So, uh-huh. you know, I want to be able to help out. Right. Uh Number four is uh, create a mer- emergency notification uh, system. I like now we it. had talked about that uh, roughly, you know, when we were talking about solar power. Yep. But I mean, uh, having a way to contact people, and and maybe it's just a going door to door. Do you have people that can go to door to door? Do you have people that know the the people in the community that Paul you can Revere contact and his them? horse? That's right. The minute and that other guy that, that we never remember who he is. Mm-hmm. Yep, that yep. rode with Paul Revere. Yeah, I don't remember who he is either. The one who didn't get all confused and uh-huh. stop talking to everybody or whatever. He just did his job. Right, that yeah. guy. That guy. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, the the fifth idea is like a, uh, a worst case scenario situation. Have an evacuation plan. Yes. You know, a lot of the lot of. Uh, a lot of people just have no idea where they would go or how how they'd you know, I've been in traffic jams where I've wanted to punch people in the face. That's that's like a, 
a running three theme throughout my I think entire you've life. You've been in the grocery store have, where you wanted to punch people in the face. I have huge rage issues when it comes to uh, people acting retarded in the in the All street. Right. Not supposed to say retarded. I have huge problems with R words when they when they act up. <laughs> but you know what I mean. If if you have basic evacuation routes and then back up, you know, alternate routes that you can distribute to people. Yeah, that makes a big difference when it comes to actually implementing the situation. Um, and you also have to plan for evacuating groups that aren't evacuating themselves. You know, and that was a big issue uh, during Katrina. You know, there are a lot of people that either weren't able or weren't willing to leave. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're not willing to go, that's fine. Whatever. I mean, I'd say if you think you can handle it, handle it. Whatever. But there, there are still a lot of groups that, you know, just can't get out. Right. So I think, uh, you know, with those five ideas, I think you can cover a lot of bases. And I think um, I think that's really a big deal as far as uh, being a prepper and preparing yourself and protecting your own situation just through making the people around you more prepared themselves. I think that's huge. Another thing, like, it's hard to picture, you know, when you live in the more civilized, big, bigger uh, communities. But a lot of these small towns just rely on the state police and don't even have their own law enforcement. Right. And when there's problems going on in the big cities in your state, they're going to call the state police into there to handle it. And you're kind of going to be on your own. Yeah. Now, mayors and councilmen and, and different things, you may want to consider... After things go bad, you know, if you don't plan for something like we talked about, Mm -hmm. but throwing together a little police force and deputizing people just right out of the gate. Oh, you know, hey, you know, John, you're whatever you could even take, you know, hey, this councilman that we trust that's kind of organized. You know what? Why don't you be the police chief and get five guys together and do a little something and create a little because by giving people titles and authority and having. A mm-hmm. plan will, you know, give them a lot more power. And it really could make the difference mm. in saving and things. If I've learned anything from Stephen King and... Um, yeah, small towns can go bad. Stephen, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Walking Dead, you can't trust your mayor when emergencies happen. No. This might be your chance to seize power. Really? Just saying. All right. You probably out, out, outgun him. Yeah, just lock them in a closet. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's easy right out of the gate. Um, So, I mean, that's the gist of it. The bottom line, I don't know. I mean, I would kind of take some of this to heart. Well, you, you're looking at your papers like you got something. You're good? No, I'm good. All right. So, bottom line, if you're a sheriff, if you're on the town council and whatever, just things you can do to make your community a little bit more Aware and having a plan. I mean, I kid you not, having these discussions at the police department beforehand, mm-hmm. you know, and, and saying, hey, you know, what could we do? What could we, you know, let's let's look at it. Looking at a map and spending 20 minutes and saying, you know, you guys, you're all spread out here. You two could get together because you're close and you guys, whatever. If you, instead of coming to work, because that would be stressful, But if you could work out a shift between the two of you and monitor this area Mm -hmm. and that way you can kind of keep an eye on your family 
and whatever, because guess what? That's going to be better than them not showing up at all. Right. And like I said, reaching out and expanding, maybe deputizing a little force just so that you can secure things like the pharmacy, the grocery store, the whatever. Because if you let people destroy all your resources before it's time. And also, the only other thing I, I feel that we neglected to mention is really they should have, towns should have a little long-term food storage, MREs, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's Put away idea. if something, uh, you know, again, that can eat into your budget really quick. And it's hard to, you know, a lot of people, whatever, mm-hmm. that's going to be tough. I'm not sure that's the right answer, but kind of making your community aware and having little town meetings and, and offering some, you know, preparedness classes might be the alternative to that. If you don't want to spend the money and stockpile a little for your community, then maybe, you know, encourage them to mm-hmm. be prepare themselves. So... That's what I got on that. But, you know, hey, maybe maybe if you're uncomfortable, you're like, you know, I don't really like talking to people and whatever. Maybe you have them listen to this episode. Mm-hmm. Maybe Pass you're like, hey, you know what, Mayor? You know what? It'd be cool. Just check this out and see what you think. You know, mm-hmm. get get their take on it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think these couple of little steps could make a huge difference mm-hmm. in how your community is going to fare. And that's what I got. That's all right. I want to touch on a on few of the some um, emails. Emails we got. Yeah. Now, uh, Ian and Paul uh, contacted us. Okay. To explain the UK, uh, we had talked about that. Uh, was it last episode or the episode before? Um, yeah, two or three ago. About yeah. us being completely illiterate when it comes to Great Britain and the UK. They sent me videos. They explained it in paragraphs, in detail. I still don't get shit. Oh, I thought I still you were going to explain it. it to us. I got nothing. I know the uh, Great Britain is uh, is three countries. It's Wales, uh, we Scotland, We did forget Wales England. in our initial discussion. That's right. That's right. And uh, Northern Ireland is, is normally uh, included in that. But there's two islands. There's the island of, of Brittany, Great Britain. And there's the island of uh, the island of Ireland. Mm. Now, then there's a uh, Commonwealth, which is like 50, 60, 70 countries, like Canada and Australia. That's about as deep as I could could discern. But check it out; it's, it is somewhat interesting. Um, now, Ben sent us an email wanting to know what you would save. From with an e, you know when it comes to an EMP, you're saving uh saving uh electronic storage. What do you got on your iPod that that future uh that future uh, generations need to know about? Pac Man, Pac Man, yes, I I think that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, I nailed it. Yeah, I just got a uh, a new Nintendo. I I don't mean a new Nintendo, a new old Nintendo. Ah, uh, yeah. And I've been rocking Pac Man, Mario one, two, and three. Yeah, uh, Punch Out, which is not Mike Tyson's Punch Out really? anymore. Really? No, it's just Punch Out. Hmm. Dream, uh, Dream Man is the uh, is the the Mike Tyson now, and he looks like Mike He's Tyson. A guest star. I haven't got that far yet. You don't know. I've only okay. gotten to the. Uh, to, is there that to, sting like a so butterfly? Yeah, whatever. Pop Pazinski is as far as I've gotten <laughs> in the game yet. 
So I'll, I'll keep you updated. Move like a butterfly, sting uh-huh. like a bee, something. Now me, uh, what I would put in my my iPod that I was gonna, you know, store in my my Faraday cage. All the survival and basic badass podcast episodes. That's Smart. Mm-hmm. Smart. Right there. Mm-hmm. That's just good. Yep. I mean, all that wisdom packed in there. <laughs> packed. Packed. Plus the entertainment value. It's like, gee, I have to live without TV. Wait. Kevin and Chuck. <laughs> uh, that sounds excellent. Yep. Parentera, Iron Maiden, Metallica, Nirvana. Got to throw some old blues in there. I'm a big blues guy. Really? Yeah. Robert Johnson. Muddy Waters, Robert Johnson. Oof. Oh, all it's right. good stuff, man. All right. Maybe some ACDC. ACDC, that's a good call. Yep, yep. Good call. And, and like, you know, the old the old albums, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know, if he's not wearing a dress, <laughs> then, then it's not the yeah, right album. I, I hate to hurt Chuck's feelings, but I think I would forgo, go most of the glam rock. Poison. Oh, I don't know about you, Bon Jovi. Not so sure. No, mm-hmm. yeah, that's fair, sir. But uh, yeah, I mean that's a good idea though. Is what you know? What would you save? What would you save for posterity? I don't know. Let's get some emails. You guys tell me what you think. All right, that sounds right. Um, now we talked about Ryan uh, talking about a, a show on current affairs. Um, I think we might do a. A more in-depth current affairs yeah. episode coming up in the next few months, uh, but we've got a few always, episodes. Stacked I'm always up. afraid I'm going to get on some political rant and piss everyone off. Well, I think that's why we should do it because you and I have very differing opinions on True. on everything, probably. True. Uh, but I think we could do a good episode with that. We've got a few episodes coming up here that we've already got lined up, so. Uh, I think we've got a, a good few episodes coming up in the next month or so. I think there's something on how to ambush someone. Ambush. Ambush sounds like the future. You know, I uh, used to live next to a bar called Ambush. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, when I moved in there, I uh, was talking to my roommate. You didn't want to be a young lady coming out of there late at night, I'm guessing. No, that was not the situation. You would think that would make sense. No, this is a different kind of ambush altogether. Oh. One that was even more terrifying. <laughs> because he goes, you should go down there. It's a great bar. You'll love it. The way he said that, I was immediately suspicious. And you were like, how come I've never seen a lady go into that bar? Mm, exactly. But I did see ladies go in there because it was a drag queen bar. Ah, and the that's drag the ambush. <laughs> you pick up a nice young lady and take her back to your place. And surprise, surprise. <laughs> ambush. <laughs> That's not the type of ambush we're talking about no. on the podcast, though. That sounds wrong. All right. So uh, anything else? I think that's it. If you guys want to uh, email us at uh, preppingbadass at gmail.com. Um, Support hit us, us up on, on uh, Patreon, Patreon at right. uh, com slam preppingbadass. Also, you check out our... Uh, Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slam prepping badass. Mm-hmm. I, I try and go through the Facebook every day and because there really is a lot of uh, interesting stuff people are putting up on there, interesting ideas, you know, interesting little projects that they're working on. A lot of really cool stuff. So with that, stay safe and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Ooh.